Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is sit here with you tonight and just talk. I really appreciate it. You are welcome to join us if you have a question. All you have to do is join us at 651-461-922. Seven. Do I have that right, Jonathan, with the Last new number? Last digit, six. Ah, of seven. nine, two, two, six instead of nine, two, two, seven. So, yeah, you're always welcome to call in. All right. Educator reporter, education reporter Lauren Lumpkin is joining us. Why? Because we're going to talk about the FBI's reports of at least 50 seven bomb threats at historic black colleges and universities and even other institutions. And this has been happening since January, since January. So the article in the Washington Post says the FBI and 57 historical black colleges and universities, uh, places of worship and other faith-based and academic institutions received bomb threats between January 4th and February 16th. And the Bureau is investigating the incidents as hate crimes. Um, it's what's, I think what bothers me so much is, you know, we've been hearing about this for years. You remember, Jonathan, the four girls who were killed in that bomb? Um, Birmingham, back in the, Alabama in 1963. Absolutely, 1963. Yep. And, you know, we've been hearing about bomb threats uh, all along. It never really stops completely. You know, all of a sudden... It'll come up one HBCU school, and, and that, that means they are focusing on us. If you're going after historic black college or university, that person is going after black people, which is really quite fascinating. And so joining us to talk about this is the author of this um, this article. And I tell you, as I was reading it, trying to figure out, man, you know, how do I stay calm (laughs) on this? And I know that I have to, and so I will. But I have to tell you, um, first of all, welcome to WCCO, Lauren, and um, forgive me for being a little shaken by it all, but it's a lot to shake you, right? It is for sure. And thank you so much for having me um, reporting on this. You know, I'm, I'm approaching this as a reporter and trying to get the facts out. But also, you know, whenever I mean, it's a weekly basis. Now we hear about a new school getting threats and, you know, something in my stomach just drops every single time. Exactly. Fifty seven historically black colleges and universities. I think that's the largest number we've seen. Am I correct? Right. And, and that number also includes some faith based institutions, houses of worship, um, but, you know, our tally of the historically black colleges and universities, it's, it's more than two dozen at this point. Um, you know, different schools in, in various states have all received similar threats. So where do we go from here? Um, as a journalist, I can only imagine how frustrated it is for you to hear this uh, and try to encourage or try to write something that would be encouraging. Yet um, we are not seeing a whole lot of that, are we? Right. And, you know, the, the FBI, is they released a statement last week, just because there's been so much interest in this story, people are really anxious and trying to figure out, OK, what happens next? Who, you know, have there been arrests? Like what, what are who are the perpetrators and, and what are their consequences going to be? And it, it can be frustrating because we don't really know right now. And I've been talking to university presidents and students who have similar kind of anxieties about when is this is going to end. Um, but at this point, you know, these 
campuses are doing what they can. You know, in, in Virginia, the, the governor on Friday said that he is going to seek emergency funding so that the four historically black colleges, universities in the state of Virginia can have some more money to deal with these threats. And the Virginia State University, they have already, you know, hired police officers and try to bring on more security. And so, I mean, there's there's a very real financial aspect of this, but that's, that's really, you know, all these institutions could do at this time, just try to keep safe and bolster resources where they can. You know, the in your article, it says the authorities have yet to find any explosive devices. And I know that there's been talk about six teenagers, I think. Um, and so I'm just wondering what you're hearing about this. If there are no explosive uh, devices have been found between January and now, what does that tell us? Right. And that's why it's tricky, because at this point, you know, we, right, nothing has been found yet. But also every incident the FBI says that they're taking each incident very seriously. We hear the same thing from law enforcement, you know, the, in the localities around these universities. They're taking it very seriously because, you know, while nothing has been found yet, you don't want to let your down, guard down just in case something does happen. And, you know, I've been talking to students, like I mentioned, and they kind of feel the same way. You know, some students are very much so anxious, but some are, you know, have the the sentiment of, hey, nothing's happened yet. So, you know, maybe I can just go back to focusing on class and try to forget about this. But I don't know, it it is difficult because we don't want to let our guards down just in case something really does happen. So I read that there were some students that were getting text messages and that sort of thing uh, with a threat. And are we seeing that the the professors also or the administration? Is it just a little bit of everyone on these campuses? Right. Um, That's what I'm still trying to confirm, who exactly is is getting these threats. You know, I've heard administration getting the threats and they come in uh, phone calls, emails. Sometimes they're anonymous posts online, incident messaging, you know, just and they're all anonymous. There's just various ways. And that's kind of the FBI uh, shed some more light on that last week. They gave some more specificity as to how exactly these threats are coming in. The the FBI, you know, we look to them for protection often and, and to at least find out what is going on. And it's interesting to me that they really don't have clarity on it just yet. It, it's 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 hard, you know, because we all really, really want answers. But, you know, when, when I talk to university presidents, they have full faith in the agency to, to handle the situation. And, um, you know, they're they're working with all these universities. 31 field officers are on this. They're doing conducting hundreds of um, interviews and, con- you know, analyzing all this electronic um, information. And so we're just kind of trying to stay patient. And that's the sentiment I'm getting from these campuses, too, just really just trying to be patient and, and hope that we get more information from the FBI before more of these threats come in. You know, um, one of the sentences in your article says the FBI has encouraged people who notice suspicious activity to submit a tip. And as you know, with all of the complication um, between the races in our great country right now, some people are terrified to submit a tip. Um, the FBI, I hope, is able to encourage students and administration to really come forward if they see something. You remember how we learned years ago, if you see something, say something. And it is so important because it could really matter and save lives. So where do we go from here? Does the FBI look into, are people coming forward with any tips, do you know? It's unclear right now what exactly, you know, what kind of information that the FBI is getting. But, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that tips are coming in and that they're credible tips, you know, things that the FBI can actually look into and follow up on. Um, But I I think that's a really good question and something that, you know, we're going to continue to keep an eye on. What are they finding out? Are any of these tips actually helpful at this point?
Yeah. And then finally, of course, um, we have um, the FBI agents. We have some um, officers on the campuses that are really checking and keeping their eyes open. And I'm wondering, are the schools having to pay for these agents, these police officers or security officers, whomever they're hiring? Are the universities having to pay for it or are the states paying for it? Right. And at this point, the universities are paying for it. Um, you know, when, when the local police department comes in, that's, you know, a whole other separate thing. But, you know, the first response on a lot of these campuses is the university's police department. And when the bomb threat comes in, they have to sweep every single building, every classroom, every it, it's really time consuming. It's expensive. You have to have all this staff. Like I said, Virginia State University, you know, they've made additional hires. So um, I think that is something that these schools are kind of looking at. This is expensive. The, the, and, you know, these are schools that already have limited resources and to have to spend extra money on these threats. Um, you know, we're, they're try, trying, trying to figure out, you know, what's, we, can, we can only sustain this for so long. And so that's kind of what's going on with Virginia at this point with the governor trying to seek money from the General Assembly to help these schools bolster their security. So if we want to help, do you know if they've uh, said anything about how we can help in some way? I think at this point, you know, like you mentioned, if you see something, say something and just keep these schools in your thoughts. Um, it's, it's a really tough time. I mean, I, when I talk to students, I, it, it's hard not to feel, really feel for them. There's a pandemic, you know, so much of their college experience has been upended from the coronavirus. And now they're back on campus, things, things seem somewhat normal, and these bomb threats coming, keep coming in. And, you know, a lot of the presidents say that they're meant to intimidate and, distru- and disrupt and distract students. And it's a really difficult time. So, you know, just really keep them in your thoughts and um, you know, just continue to follow the story. We don't want the story to fall out of the, you know, out of national attention. That's why we, we want to keep reporting on it so that people keep focusing on it. Um, you know, we're, and we're going to follow the story until it's resolved. It's so true, Lauren, because I remember these stories would come forward and all of a sudden they disappear and you kind of forget when it's not in front of you. So, yes, that's a great um, example right there is to make sure that we stay on top of these stories and talk about them so people know that this is still happening or not happening. Thank you so much for joining us. Education reporter Lauren Lumpkin, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.